Are you ready? Yeah, you I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So we are going into episode four with one less queen milk. How are your? How do you feel about this animation? Milk. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? Before we get into the show, how do you feel? I wanted to get your thoughts on Milk's oh, elimination. Oh, as we walk in, okay, I was all like, uh, you're on the wrong episode. <laughs> I was like, look, here's the deal. <laughs> this Milk was so, I'm, it's, it was like the personification of white privilege. Even to this day, it was so, I, I, I will admit that I was a part of me that was very, very, very happy to see her go. I was not a big fan of her behavior. Now, let me tell you this. It was a little sad because I was expecting big things from Milk this season because I was a big fan of hers on season six. But uh, was saw her behavior on this one, and I was a little disappointed. So are we happy, though, that she's gone? No, she... She needed to go. She was not. Yeah, just time I didn't think she was very good. But what did you think? I mean, I heard your show from last time with Fabi, but like, what was your opinion? Yeah, I think very much like Thorgy. Like, there was it was their time to go. It was we were. I was ready. I imagine other people were ready, and we was like, thank thank goodness, like that energy has gone off the show. Yeah, everyone so far up to this point, us walking into the workroom, everyone who's supposed to have gone home has gone home. I, there's no one so far that I felt like, oh, I can't believe they left before their time. <laughs> So we, we come in into episode four to the Snatch Game, which is the episode where you find uh, who who is going to be in the top and who's going to go ahead and leave after. Um, going into the Snatch Game, though, before we get into that, we had a little bit of drama with Trixie and this nasty letter that Thorgy left. Well, it was Thorgy, right? Yeah. Um, how, how did you feel about that letter? Why are you so much more playful with your other guests and co-hosts what do you mean me, you are down to business last week i listened to this you guys it was like Lati three chicanos having fun <laughs> it was like cheese mess cheese test chicle chanclas cholas everything <laughs> no, it wasn't it so was and now you have like i'm like oh hey what, I, I try to have a conversation with you and oh, then okay. you're like okay well no, excuse me um what did you think of milk and i was like oh we're doing this okay <laughs> We're like so into this show right now. Okay. Um, well, because so whenever I do, uh, I don't really like, to, we don't really talk about like how everyone's doing. We kind of just get straight into the episode. No, I know. But I heard last week and you guys were, okay, well, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this. I will turn this. I'm telling you, Eric. So what was your question again? I don't remember what part we talked about. Uh, my question was, how are you doing? Oh, How's life going? No, you have to think about <laughs> she wrote a letter, right? Look, here's the deal, and, and and you guys caught into this. I'm a big proponent, we'll see where you go with this, of also talking about the show, behind the scenes, the machinations of the show. I'm a big fan of talking about that stuff. So, of course, I'm of the opinion that Shangela Laquifa Watley was told either, listen, you got to go check out what's on that wall. There's something interesting there you look at, or they straight up told her, Thorgy wrote you a nasty letter and you got to go over and look at that on the wall. But she, why would you, why would anyone just walk by Trixie's station and start reading shit in her wall? Well, why would you put it on the wall is like my thought as well. I think there's question for both sides, don't you think? I, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Like, I, because as we know, because we saw Thorgy leave the lipstick mirror message, we know she was kidding. She was doing it in fun. Maybe, you know what? I'll give, I'll say this. Knowing Thorgy Thor and her, and her insecurities, it was half joking, you know? 
And I'm sure that this letter was sort of half joking too. Uh, but even or even if I even if we it's not. I'm 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 thinking that Trixie. Now, by the way, I want. I'm sure your people don't listen to my show. I'm telling you right now, I'm not the biggest Trixie fan, and I'm not the biggest Thorgy fan, so I have no interest in either one of these parties. But what I'm telling you is, I think Trixie took it in fun. I kind of feel maybe Thorgy might have been a little shady, but whatever. It's like I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. Hmm. See, I took it a little bit different. I took it as. Trixie isn't really happy on her performance so far in the season, and she, um, it was like a little bit shady. The way I took it is like a little bit shady, and, and like her way of getting to like Shangela, like um, to going into the snap chain, she would be a little bit unfocused because she was a little bit angry, or she'd have that thought of the letter. Wait, so you're you're saying that Trixie thought Shangela would see it, and then like it was a whole plot? Well, plot might be a little strong, but yeah, essentially, like I feel like it might have been her way, whether maybe it's like subconsciously or on purpose, or for just trying to like rile up the competition so they're not as focused going into this like episode that is really important. You know, it might have not have been as effective as if she thought it might have been, but whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, that's really shady. Like, why would you put that letter up? You know, it wasn't like it was a photo of her or Thor and Thorgy together where you might have that momentum on the wall that would kind of give you like a, like, some kind of morale to keep going it just seemed very shady i don't know i think that's i think that's putting a little more giving trixie because uh, trixie seems legit shook when shangela brings it up she seems legit like taken aback doesn't know what to say tongue-tied like if that were the case she would have a more prepared answer and the best you could come up with was I, I oh look I get to use my fancy tools now. <laughs> the best that she could come up with right then was uh oh, I gotta click this here. Um, oh my god, get out of my station. I thought the best you could come up with get out of my station. You know? And so um I think that I don't think it was on purpose. You and I are gonna fight this whole episode. Eric and I everyone should know. Eric and I had the most pleasant interview a few months ago. We went to dinner together. <laughs> I found out his weird food thing. Like he doesn't eat. Like I don't remember what. What don't you eat again? I don't like really... onions. You're oh, a very picky eater. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But You're how? Why do you eater. think we're gonna fight today? Just because of this letter? Well, I didn't want to tell you this. I ha that. My camera's not on, but I have a nasty letter posted about you. Joe, get right out of my station. My <laughs> so. Uh, no, I don't. I don't take it. And by the way, okay, they're so concerned about people saying shit about them, and then Kennedy is out there talking mad shit on Milk right after the elimination. Why was that okay? Um, I don't know because I feel like hers came from a genuine point. Like she, like you can kind of. She one of the things that stuck out from that moment was she said she got nothing genuine from Milk, and I felt the same way. So it wasn't like she was talking shit. It was more like. She was just saying like how she felt like her. I felt like her words were justified where Trixie's was just like, oh, let me just put this letter like on the wall. That has nothing to do with me and is negative towards another contestant. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I believe you when you said that she generally felt shook, like I felt that as well. But I just think I didn't think she thought the whole thing through, like what was going to happen. I did think she probably did that on purpose to get on Shangela's nerves and to like affect her in some kind of way. But I don't think she realized how she was going to lash out on to Trixie about it. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll do. I'm still going to disagree with you, but I'll give you this. I think that this uh, Trixie Mattel and all these queens, this, like this milk, have this white privilege where they just don't they, – they're just so – 
they're like, whatever I do is amazing. And so I'll just put, in other words, I think almost in a, in a white people, I'm going to talk shit on white people here. That's, that's okay with you, Eric. <laughs> sure, go but ahead. But like, I think white people, and I know a lot of them, are just, they do weird, stupid shit and they're, because they're oblivious to it. Like, I really think, like, you know, when you're a person of color, you're particularly sensitive to not only what white people say about you, but just people say shit about you, especially if you're black. People are saying shit about you all the time. Where I think a white person, because they are essentially always built up in this society, are so just like, oh, whatever, it's in fun, you know? I don't know. She's just oblivious. She doesn't realize that, that words can hurt because people are always saying wonderful things to her. And then take on top of that, she's a famous white person. Who's constantly praised? So I think she's just at, at the what I'll give her is, is gross negligence, and she was oblivious. Hmm. Okay, I can. What did you have for dinner? I had for dinner. What? I don't even think I ate dinner yet. I think I, I haven't eaten anything yet, so I'll be getting something really big after the show. If you know what I mean. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what no, is what you your? Mean? Shut up. <laughs> what is your feeling of Trixie's kind of her um, her her um what's what, what's the word I'm looking for? kind of what she's been doing on the show these past four episodes because I, I feel like it's safe to say that a lot of people thought like Trixie was going to be a really huge competition and was the one that you would go want to beat for the crown but she hasn't proven anything up until this point where do you think she's going to go and how have you how do you well you say you don't, you don't really care because you don't like Trixie so I guess, I guess that doesn't really matter well I can, I can answer this because I've talked about it for hours and hours and hours and hours this Trixie Mattel let me tell you this I said this even before she was on this All-Stars 3. And I think I've gotten to examine it more with her being on All-Stars 3 and her performance proving my point, which is there are different avenues of show business, of entertainment, of performing, and RuPaul's Drag Race as a competition is one of them. Drag is another. But I don't think Trixie's very good at either. I don't think she's a very good drag queen. And I don't think she's really good at this competition. But she is really good at making web videos. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? She, she that, That's fine. That's the whole thing. But I think she desperately wants to be good at RuPaul's Drag Race. I think that's so important to her. And she's just not good. She's not good at the competition. She wasn't in season seven. I never thought she was good then. I thought she was overrated then. And she wasn't good on this season either, you know? And, and look... Uh, not to, again, not to overuse this soundboard too much, but Shangela was right here. Y'all told her on the internet it was funny. I blame y'all. <laughs> I have never ever bought into this whole Trixie Mattel bullshit. I think it's one of these things where Katya is very popular. I get why Katya is popular. We're not here to praise or bury Katya, but what I'm telling you is. Katya thinks Trixie Mattel's funny. If you ever look at this, uh, or this Trixie Mattel show, it's Trixie saying random shit and Katya laughing. And so Trix and then all the 13-year-old white kids uh, go crazy over it. And I don't think Trixie... Now, and before, I don't know if you have Trixie stands who listen to your show, but what I'll tell you is I don't think this... I'm, don't get mad. Don't come kill me, right? But this Trixie competition, she's not good at drag. She's good at making videos for YouTube. What I can, do you think? Yeah, I, I can I, I can agree with everything that you're saying. Some people are not meant for this race. You see a few of them on this season, like Chi-Chi. She's an amazing drag queen, but she's not meant for the drag race. She cannot compete at a high level at these stakes. Like, it's not meant for her, you know? Same thing for Trixie. Like, some people just crumble under pressure, and, and both of those are, are, like, ones that cannot handle the race. Mm-hmm. 
But getting on to the main challenge, after this drama happens, we go into the Snatch Game. Was there anyone that surprised you um, into going into this? When Shangela said she was going to do Jennifer Lewis, I don't know who this Jennifer Lewis is. I don't watch Black. You don't know like, who Jennifer Lewis is? Well, I do now. <laughs> but I didn't know who she was then. And I was like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to go. But I always knew, but Shangela's such a strong performer, I know she'd be okay. You know, everyone is gagging over Aja as uh, Crystal LaBeja. And I'm a huge fan of that one moment of Crystal LaBeja from Queen, from the Queen. And um, I I thought it was fine, but I, I thought it, she looked just like her. She did. I looked up a few of these people that the Queens did on Snatch Game, and I was like, oh, my God. A lot, like a three, The three ones that I was looking at was the ones I didn't know was so Crystal and then Phaedra mm-hmm. and then Paul. And uh, mm-hmm. these Queens were smart to pick someone that they look similar to but not exactly like. That way they can still have this like funniness to them about it. Well, uh, so yeah, I was surprised by Aja. I thought I would have liked it a lot more, but I still liked it a lot. Um, you know, people on online, a lot of people were talking shit on this Snatch game. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was all right. It, it wasn't, wasn't like horrible, and it wasn't the best. Yeah, there. It, I when after going into Zespos, I was like, oh, okay. There was only like two people that I really enjoyed, and it's been the same two people that have been doing great throughout the season. I was like, those are the two that made the Snatch game for me. Mm-hmm. And those were Shangela and Ben, which it, I feel like this is a Shangela Ben race. It isn't. These other queens aren't even here to compete. They're just here yeah. for like in the background. I, I was really surprised that Aja didn't like bomb. She wasn't my favorite either. I was like, uh, I was really impressed by by Shangela's uh, Jennifer Lewis because I have been listening to a few of her interviews um, on like on podcast apps and like, some of her videos, and she did like a to me, in my opinion, like a spot on like. What's the word I'm looking for? Impression? Yeah, impression of Jennifer Lewis. And I was like, oh, wow. But it, it makes sense because they're like best friends or really, really good friends. So I can see how she can nail that. But also, it, it for me, it was like, it even though you're best friends with someone, you can't al- always like mock them or, imp- or um, what's the word again? Imp- impression? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the judgment in your voice. So, uh, so, so now you had no idea who Paul Lind was before the Snatch Game? No, I recognized his face, and I was actually going to ask you. I was like, why am I going to ask you? I'm just going to Google it, because you mentioned in one of your episodes where you, you would throw references to a bunch of 70, um, 70s um, like actors. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, maybe Joe will know. Let me ask him. And I looked him up, and I was like, oh, yeah, his face looks familiar. He's been on some movies as well, right? Am I wrong? He's in a few movies, but I would be surprised if you'd seen those movies. He was just more like, you know, in the 70s and the 60s, you had a bunch of people who they just became famous for being on game shows where these game shows like the match game and Hollywood squares. But Paul Lind was never on the match game. He was in Hollywood squares. But that's why it was a brilliant choice because it it, it Paul Lind was sort of set up for those kind of game shows. The Hollywood squares was sort of like that same sort of like, you you give them a softball and they give you they hit it out of the park. So Paul Lind and also Charles Nelson Riley were it was like everyone knew they were gay. They just didn't say they were gay, and they got to be very gay on television, and uh, everyone loved them for it. But no one ever said he never said I'm a faggot, and uh, no one ever called him a faggot. But it was just an unspoken thing, and he would sort of like wink and and about it, and everyone would laugh. 
And that's why I thought it was a brilliant choice. If you can pull it off and you give, it gives you a chance to shine. He was so funny. He was funny. He was so, sorry. He was so funny and uh, so gay. Like, you know what? Actually, I, you know, I was on, uh, for those of you listening, I'm on uh, Sirius XM Radio, uh, Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105, 101 with Larry Flick, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. And Larry told me something on that last show. I didn't know this. I knew he died of a massive heart attack. But when they found Paul Lynn, there was an open bottle of poppers next to him. And... Yes, Eric is making a like a confused face. No, I was about to say something, but I was gonna let you finish. Okay, well, the, so the the theory is that he was like masturbating and taking poppers at the same time and had his heart attack. I see. I was thinking, did he have a hookup and the hookup was in the middle Wait, of it, and oh. he like had a heart attack, and all of a sudden he's like, "Holy shit, I can't call nine one one because then they'll know he's gay, or I'll get thrown in jail." Not that he. Oh, that's a good point. You know what? I don't know enough about it, but you 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 probably have a point there. That could be the case too. I mean, I don't know someone, but maybe because I'm not into poppers. But I don't know someone who just takes poppers while they're masturbating. Maybe someone can like let me know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? Do you know that's a thing? I've never heard of that being a thing, but I guess that's what sort of like. I don't know that much about the Paul Lind case, but he was sort of you know where you would know him from. Actually, did you ever watch the TV show Bewitched? Yeah, he was uh, Uncle. He was the, the the warlock, whatever Uncle mm -hmm. I can't remember what his name was, um, but he was maybe Uncle Owen, but I could be making that up. He was the the her her warlock. He'd come in and say his quippy Paul Lynn lines. So you liked him, so that you had to look him up. Yeah, I like Jennifer Lewis in the same kind of way. Uh, what did you think of Crystal LeBeige when you looked her up? Uh, I didn't look into her. I just saw like pictures of her on Google Images, because and I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen Paris is Burning, but I it her face or her she's part. She's not didn't... in Paris is Burning. She had died. Or, oh. She might have been still alive, but she's not in it. She had, but she has some very famous lines. I'm gonna try and play it right now. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a long speech. I'm gonna try and find because there's one short section that she has that has a lot of our most famous lines are from that section. So what's happened is it's from a documentary called The Queen from 1967. Okay. And it's about a, a drag queen pageant. By the way, the whole movie is on YouTube. You should watch it. It's only an hour. Okay. And in it, she, and she's a lot, she's a Latina, right? And she is in the, she's one of the finalists, but they choose this white bitch to win named Harlow. Wait, so okay? a queen is, a, is that a pageant documentary for those back in the day? I think, yeah, it's, it's a documentary about one particular drag queen pageant in 1967. And uh, this, this white bitch Harlow, who's this young, super wispy, twinky thing, wins. The organizer, because you're going to hear these names, is a, is a drag queen named Sabrina, who's still alive, by the way. And so Crystal is pissed that she lost, like pissed. <laughs> Right, she is. I mean, that's the, the whole movie is only worth it for this last scene. It's like in the very end. Was she so one of I, the top contenders for for the pageant? Yes, it was like the four, and she came in like third place or something. Oh, okay, Crystal came in like third place. Here we go. May I say this to you? I'm a, can you hear it? Taking yeah. The wrong way. Shit, she looked bad. And no way of what you think and do about it. Look at Harlow's outfit. It's right. Don't bother her. Don't bother her. It's not Harlow's fault. It's not her fault. She can't help it. Because you're beautiful and you're young. You deserve to have the best in life. But you didn't deserve Missy, I, I don't say she's not beautiful, but she wasn't looking beautiful tonight. She doesn't equal me. Look at her makeup. It's terrible. That's where that comes from. Her makeup is terrible. And also the look at her comes from that. 
I it, love that clip. Yeah. And she, you should watch the, you, the, you can just get the clip itself of her freaking out on YouTube. It's like three minutes long. Just look like Crystal LeBeige. It's like three minutes. There's a whole clip. I'm not going to, I played you the, the most famous part right there. Cause even that part where she says you're young and you're beautiful and you deserve the best in life. That's from Frank Ocean sampled that and put it into a song. I will so, look up this documentary. Cause just based off of that, I'm like, Oh my God, I got to watch this. Yeah. So uh, she influenced a lot of drag queens. Like your makeup is terrible. Look at her. Like and Aja, Aja did a speech recently where she was talking shit on milk, and she channels Crystal Labeja in that speech, and she really pulls. Barbie did a better Crystal Labeja in that speech than she did in, on Snatch Game. Okay, I, so, I sorry, saw Ryan. that. I saw okay. that. It was I saw that when I was like, yes, Aja, you say speak the mm -hmm. truth. If you were gonna do, and a, she says was, a lot of these lines. She says a lot of these lines. In the show, there's a part. I don't, I'm not going to go searching for lines here, but when you, well, anyone who listens should go find it. There's the part about Monique because she says like, "Monique, yeah. darling, told me not to come," and I said, "She goes that." Who's Monique, by the way? I was like, Monique I, is her friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Monique is Crystal's friend, and um, Monique, darling. Monique was not here as a friend of yours. She's a friend of mine, darling. Monique, would you tell her why you didn't come? Because she knew it's Victor Holler. She said, Crystal Darling, don't go. Right, because you're not going to get it. And that's why all the true beauties didn't come. See, now this all makes so so much sense to me. Because at first yeah. when she said Monique, I'm thinking the comedian. I'm like, what the fuck oh, does Monique no. have to do with it? And then all these things, I was like, I don't get it. So I guess it doesn't work well. If you don't, I guess none of these work well. We don't know where they come from. But... Now it makes sense. I'm like, okay, now it's a, her performance seems a lot more better in my head. But that's what's great about the Snatch Game in this particular Snatch Game is it's introducing a lot of these young queens or these young gay people to people like Paul Lind or to people like uh, Crystal LaBeja. You know, there's a saying that everyone uh, experiences two deaths. You know, there's the, the first one is when you stop breathing and the second one was is when your name is said for the last time. And this is helping keep these people alive. People are, not, are still saying Crystal LaBeja, you know? That's crazy. I just felt that when you said, they say that their name for like the, for the last time, I was like, oh man, I felt yeah. that. That inspired yeah. me to make some artwork now. Mm -hmm. But tell me one thing though, off this yeah. show, why did no one tell Chi Chi that she spelled Maya wrong? Because they're shady bitches. <laughs> you know what? It's funny is I think that's a producer moment. I don't think if I think if I was look, all the queens there are so in the moment, you know, they're just focusing on their own shit, you know, because they're, they're nervous about snatch game. So I don't think they're noticing. And it's clearly a producer's getting her ready. And then they go like, <laughs> and then they whisper to one person because you know this this mother Rue has an earpiece that she wears, and the producers feed her shit all the time. So uh, th someone just fed her like because you know what? Because also I don't think she she just knew she misspelled it because I think a person if you're really being funny would have said Mia. Yeah, because she said Maya or something like that. I'm like, yeah. I know you know who Maya is, the '90s R&B singer, so you know how to say this name because this is how she spells it. And mm -hmm. if you're going to say Maya, that's, I would say it the way Maya Angelou spells her actual name. Like that doesn't seem like I always want to say M Maya. And so mm -hmm. I was like, girl, you just trying to make her look bad. Yeah. 
No, that's what the Snatch Game is. Just trying to make people look bad. Like, you know what? They, they probably knew they were going to make Trixie look bad, but even though it's genuinely not funny. But we, I'm sure we're going to cover that in detail as well. What, Trixie performance? Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. I, I even, like, I made note to, and I noticed that there were, like, even the girls that were, they were, like, telling her to shut up more than one occasion. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how bad it actually was in like real life compared to what we're seeing, I just imagine her failing so much more harder. I was kind of felt embarrassed for a little bit. Well, I think part of the the what you're seeing here is the snatch game really highlighted something from the Bitchler. Actually, remember in the Bitchler. Now, what what did you think? Just really quickly, what what did you think of her performance in the Bitchler? I didn't think it was great, and I thought she thought it was gonna be a lot more better had she getting gotten the chance to speak but in my opinion if she would have spoken i don't think it would have been as good as she thought she would have it would have been one of the things i commented on is that she trixie mattel doesn't know how to be funny with other people she only knows how to tell jokes that she's taken time to write and doesn't want other people to interrupt her so like even on the bitchler and then we'll come back to the snatch game is if you think about her performance in The Bitchler, even if the lines that were funny, she was saying them into a phone. She never really engaged with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, which the people who were the funniest, like Kennedy and Shangela and Ben, they engaged Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and then played off of what he gave them. Okay? And that's what improv is, where Trixie just had these pre-written jokes, and then she went and set them into her phone and was just, if you think about it, waiting for her moment to step in and say her joke some more, but Milk wouldn't let her do that. Now on the Snatch Game, it's the same thing. She had these pre-written jokes she was going to prattle off. But if you think about the two strongest players were Ben and Shangela, and if you play their clips, they are actually saying jokes that are playing off what other, most of their jokes and some of their funniest jokes are playing off of the moment, playing off what the people are saying right there. And um, like, for instance, I think Shangela's funniest joke is Jennifer Lewis was when Rue is in, was is introducing Maya Angelou again. And she says, Maya Angelou, poet, uh, activist. And then Shangela says to Jennifer Lewis, spelling bee winner. <laughs> you know, so like she's she's taking advantage of the moment where I don't think Trixie can do that. I think she can only say her prefabricated jokes. I actually so I think that's. I didn't even see that. Like I, whenever I was watching Bitch Charlotte, I didn't notice that her only jokes that were funny were the ones that she was saying to herself and that were planned out. You're right. She never actually once improvised with Jeffrey. It was never like a back and forth. She just kind of spit it out her own her own jokes. That's crazy. I didn't yeah, even she, see that. He didn't need to be there. There could have been zero people there. Yeah, you're right. She was just saying shit. She never spoke to him. So uh, I think that's where, like, you know, someone. I there's a Trixie stand that I know. And he forwarded, he was really upset about this episode. And he forwarded to me, or while released in a, a little short video package of Trixie doing a bunch of uh, one-liners as RuPaul, but like sort of like alone in a studio. And they're okay. It was not the funniest thing ever, but they're better than what was on the Snatch Game. I'm like, yeah, because she's by herself on a <laughs> camera with no interrupting and she doesn't interact with anybody and she just says her random shit. Yeah, I can't get over how bad it was and like how much she overused that neck snap. And I was like, girl, calm down. And then she tried to like steal the spotlight with her her little jokes with like the miss. What did she say? Oh, uh, because she Anonymous, said... Your Anon was a miss or something. I was like, 
oh my god girl please just be quiet and let the other girl shine <laughs> i can't i can't believe like she thought she was actually gonna win this too because like you said even based off of those jokes off the youtube like she's not that hilarious it's an okay kind of impression of rupaul but also like who why would you want to do rupaul i feel like that's already you're asking to fail because I hear many people, I hear you say a lot that RuPaul does not take kindly to people who like make fun of him. Is that right? Yeah, he doesn't have a sense of humor about himself. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, you're doomed already. I saw this coming from a mile away. I didn't see her like bombing so hard though. But um, yeah, I I will say I I thought it would be one joke that we hit over and over again, but that she would self correct and that she would be able to pull it up. But no, she couldn't. She she just sort of floundered. I don't think she could uh, recover from that because in her head, she was always just going to crush it yeah. on the snatch game. She was just, you see, because again, I think it was really important for her to do well in the snatch game more than just doing well in the snatch game. I think a lot of it was that in her season, she didn't do well and she's convinced that she would do on well the snatch game. And so I'm sure she was, it was like, love me, daddy. And to sort of show RuPaul, see, bitch, if you would have <laughs> let me go to the Snatch Game, you would have seen how funny I am and that I should have stayed the whole time and that I should have been in the Final Four and I should have won. And because you know what's funny is, I, I'm going to do a deep dive into her psychology. I'm sure there's a part of her that eats at her. that she, the, the perception is that she needs Katya. You know, that she's riding Katya's coattails. And and so she wants to be considered good on her own rather than Katya's friend. And, you know, I heard some tea that Trixie is pretty pissed that Katya is taking this break, you know, because it's it's affecting Trixie's um, you know, career as well. But notice, like, to me, I'll be honest with you, if Trixie had a mental breakdown and had to take a break for a year. I feel Vice or Wow would offer Katya her own show. Wow, really? You think she has? She do you think she can pull that off by herself? No, no, I don't think she can pull it off. I'm just saying they would. I don't know if they are going to give Trixie her own show, but I'm wondering if Trixie's pissed because, in a weird kind of way, they're seen as a duo, and she she wants to be considered a great drag queen on her in her own right because she hasn't been able to prove that even though she's super famous and super wealthy and super successful it's still because she's trixie's friend hmm. i kind of don't agree with that completely i don't think she's you don't have to agree with it it's yeah. america yeah <laughs> it's america yeah all right so we get down to the bottom two which are well no we go to the looks after the snatch game right I think so, yes. Yeah, they had this like floral thing. Was there anyone that you liked out of those? I know you don't really like fashion a lot, so I don't, I'm not going to ask you to do much. Just like <laughs> someone like you could say like someone you hated and someone you liked. Or, or, I, 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 I've been consistently liking anything Aja does. Was this the week that uh, Shangela did the corn? No, that was last week. What did Shangela wear? Oh, what did, I don't think I like Shangela that much. She did the Beyonce um, one. She did the how Beyonce did her photograph for her baby. She kind of brought that to life. To be honest with you, I can't remember we did this on the show. If I'm being honest, I pretty much liked them all, except I felt Chi-Chi seemed basic. Not bad, but the other girls were taking it to another level. Chi-Chi's was just basic drag. Okay. And that was my criticism. Okay. I thought that about 
Kennedy's. That's one of the ones where I was just like, oh, this is boring mm-hmm. and, and dumb. Like I couldn't make that. Like they, they, I think the judges this season have been nailing their critiques um, on they like with every single contestant that's been on there. Like usually I've been like, oh, that doesn't make any sense to me, or no, you're a little dumb and off. But so far it's been on point with everyone. And what's this thing with these useless ju- like judges coming on? Are these people that make no sense? Like last season it was uh, what's your face, Lisa Kudrow, and now it's like Mark oh, Jacobs, yeah. and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. They Season offered seven, no. It was Moby. Yeah, it's like you offered nothing to the episode. You just kind of stood there. Like, what's the point of these judges coming on? I don't know. Do you have any like insight on that? Like, why do they bring these people on? If I have a theory, I think because RuPaul is anything but not efficient. So there's a lot of downtime on the show. So for RuPaul, you know, it's like she has to be there, but there's downtime. Uh, like maybe the day that she's doing like the table visits. You know, like she's in there from, but then she's there, you know? So I think what she does is she double books her podcast. So while the Queens are working, she's doing her podcast somewhere really nearby. And then she tells Lisa Kudrow, because actually, if you listen to the Lisa Kudrow episode, they're trying to get her to go on the show and she's hesitating. So I think that they're like, well, why don't we just do this? And, you know, Mark Jacobs did an episode of the podcast. It aired sometime in the past year. And I'm sure he was there taping it and they were like, oh hey what you know we are do you want to go see the girls and blah 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 blah. and then they walk them through they do this all the time like i said there was moby in season seven i don't remember season eight but all stars two remember they had that crazy chick from anastasia beverly hills came in and they go she's teaching drag queens (laughs) and then like lisa kudrow just came by and was like hi bye you know they do weird shit like that all the time i don't know it's super 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 weird i just don't get it like if you have downtime fine let them chill in the green room or have their own me time but what's the point of bringing someone to the show just for no reason that doesn't make any sense to me even if you do have downtime like go about your business I don't really, that also, doesn't bring anything to the show for me. I'm like, it actually just ticks me off that there are, there are people there that offered nothing. It doesn't tick me off. I just think it's very strange. It's just very, very strange. It's just, I don't know why they do that. I think they think it's a good idea or I don't know. I, I don't know. I, after so many years, though, I'm pretty sure uh, more than one person, it was like, what, what Why? And I, maybe they don't listen to their audience and they just do what they want to do. Hey, it's their show. I guess they, they they can do that. But I just, I don't know. It just, I get I get aggravated every time I see a pointless judge. Like I know, the, I like can the tell. B40, They're all worked up. I know. Like, what was it? Like the B-42s or what was it that um, the, the singers? B-52s, but yeah. they were actual judges. The yeah, B-42s. that's what I'm saying. But they didn't really offer anything on the judge panel either. It's just like. Okay, yeah, you don't really have much to say well, about these queens. Well, on that one, the judges, I mean, I think Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and the other girl from Unreal were particularly good. But for the most part, the judges offer very little. They they rarely, I mean, do you really care what uh, Chelsea Peretti has to say about what uh, someone wore? Or do you, do you really care what, um, who's the fat girl who sang and came in the pajamas? Oh, uh, the bass girl, um, Megan Trainer. Yeah, do you care what, do you have, do you care at, all what Megan Trainer has to say about any of these drag queens. I mean, she I should have been fucking onesie. <laughs> I did, did before I saw her because uh, I do like Megan Trainer and I do like some of her songs. And I was like, oh, maybe she has something interesting to say, but it was just bullshit. You're like, oh, you're just dumb. But like uh, on an, on another hand, like Vanessa when she was on there, like I felt she had a lot of great um, input. And I think there was a moment when Thorgy was talking and she kind of cut her off. And that moment, I was like, ooh, Thorgy, you probably shouldn't have done that because if there's anyone that is invited to the show that could possibly change 
um, like RuPaul's mind, it's Vanessa. And I feel like at that moment, she was about to like stick up for Thorgy, um, mm -hmm. like lay down what needed to be said, but also say, oh, hey, but also this, you're a great drag queen. Um, and she didn't. And so I feel like Vanessa is one of the ones that you could argue that she does have like input that is like um, constructive and could also possibly change Ru's mind. But for the most part, most of them pretty, pretty much suck. Do you think that the judges really changed Rue's mind or the producer's mind? You know, for the most part, no. But I think he values Vanessa's, um, like, she he respects her a lot. And, and, and she did have a lot of great things to say. I think she could have, like, nudged him to one direction if she really wanted to. You know, if it was really tight race, I think she could have had um, a, a, some pull on it. But that's just my take on it based on like their podcast together and how much he just like admires her. Do you do you operate under the belief that when the girls show, like in season 10 is coming up, that all of these season 10 girls, all these season 10 girls have an equal shot at winning the crown? No, there's always going to be like three queens that they, they have there just to get eliminated first. Mm -hmm. Why do you ask that? I was just curious. Mm. Now, look, I, I swing in the other direction on the pendulum where I think, and I people often fight with me about it on my own show, but where I feel like, not that there's a hard and fast um, script written by who's going to go when, but that there's a, a basic storyline where they where the producers are like, okay, we think this person's going to go around here, this person's going to go around here, and this might happen, and, and then they adjust as necessary. Like, look, if someone really eats shit, you know, then they adjust. Or if someone like a door quits, then they adjust. But I think for the most part, they have a rough story. Like in other words, I two things. I think that they pretty much knew Thorgy was going to go second or third. Okay. I think that they. I think they probably thought Chichi would go home earlier than she did. I'll say that. <laughs> she should have. She should have went home first. Yeah, but like, you know, I was thinking because, you know, th there was a danger of her being like Roxy Andrews. And for those of you who didn't watch All Stars 2, Roxy Andrews was this queen who should have been eliminated far earlier than she was. And people were angry with her because really good queens who would have done well on later challenges were eliminated. And she they saw her as basically taking their spot. I don't think anyone felt that way with Chi Chi. All right. But uh, but let me ask you this, too. This is an important question for your show. And it also influences our discussion. Where are we on the world of spoilers and rumors and elimination? I think you talked about it. you don't like them, right? Um, it's not that I don't like them. I actually pay attention to them. Uh, Anthony is one that doesn't like them. He say, he's staying away from Reddit and spoilers. I actually look them up to see what they have to say, and I like to see them unfold. Okay, so we won't discuss them, though, because Anthony's going to listen to this show, obviously. I mean, he might, he might not, but um, okay. I, I can warn him. I'd be like, hey, skipped um, 42 minutes in. We can just tell him right now, Anthony, we're going to talk spoilers. Well, I know we're going to talk spoilers right now. Well, I'll talk about a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Anthony, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Anthony. Go you on. know, I think Morgan was eliminated first fairly on purpose because they knew it'd be great to bring her back and to do what she's going to do. And you know? do you have insight to what this thing is that she's going to do? Yes. So essentially uh, what we've learned is, is I, I don't know how far you've gotten the spoilers recently, but last week world of wonder sued uh, 
a, a John Doe, because they can't actually find the person, but someone's been leaking episodes early. So they filed a lawsuit against a John Doe. And in that lawsuit, they had to, well, they didn't have to, but they did so they could show damage, list all the remaining episodes uh, for the show. Just the names of the shows, episodes. And what we've learned is the finale is called A Jury of Their Queers. So there had been a rumor that it was going to be a survivor-like jury of the former contestants to pick the final two. And this pretty much uh, confirms that. And because of that confirmation and, and other things that we know, other points of interest we know, that what, what we're learning is there's a certain there's certain key elements and moments that have to happen, and that filled in everything. So there, like, so there's a there's some very very big gag worthy things that are going to happen, and I think the the audience is going to be very very upset, very oh. upset. And I'll, I'll let you. It's your show. I'll let you decide how far we get into that. No, but. yeah, go ahead. We put a spoiler, so if anyone wants to skip, we can. They can just keep skipping. Yeah. It's been known for a while that Ben Delacreme leaves the show. Okay. How she leaves is, is still up in the air. There's rumors and pretty strong rumors that she self-eliminates. There are other rumors that so on in, in not this next episode, not episode five, but episode six, which is called Handmaidens to Kitty Girls. The girls have to audition for a fake band that we was putting together called the Kitty Girls. We don't know that much more about nothing than that. That's the TV guide description. But um, what's pretty much accepted is that Morgan is the one is the queen that wins her shot back on the show. Okay. Again, I just did a show right now where we talked about all the different things that can happen. But <laughs> the, one of the two big rumors are this: either Ben wins the challenge and she's allowed to bring a queen back, and she chooses Morgan because she feels badly she eliminated Morgan. And then Morgan is given the power to eliminate any queen and she eliminates Ben. Or there could be a thing where, uh, because having to do with the Handmaid's Tale, that a queen is chosen to replace one of the queens and either Ben self-selects and says, I choose Morgan to come back to replace me because she doesn't want to get rid of the other queens. Like she, she, I mean, you can see Ben doing this in the course of the show. Like, in other words, Ruse says, Ben de la Creme, you can choose the queen who will come back, but she has to replace one of the remaining queens. And who do you switch her out for? Right? And that Ben selects herself. Okay? Or it could be that Morgan is straight up wins the challenge. She comes back and then she chooses Ben to go home to get her back. I feel like the latter is more... It makes more sense to me. It doesn't make sense for someone to come back and be so strong and to just eliminate herself. Well, that's why people were sort of shook. I think it's leaning towards Morgan eliminates her. Will uh, Morgan's been getting death threats. In fact, today, Ben released a Facebook video telling people to stop being mean because you can't say who. But Morgan's been getting death threats from people who kind of know what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. But also... Here's more tea if you guys don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much known that. So the jury comes and I, I, I'm not giving all the, I, I literally, I think listed everything that happens in the episode, but uh, the jury does not select Shangela to be in the final two. Whoa, that is super surprising. The final two, according to the rumors, is Kennedy and Trixie. Holy shit. Hopefully that's not true because 
my actually you just eliminated the two queens I was thinking was going to be the top two, which is Shangela mm-hmm. and Ben, because they've been so strong up to this point. It's like mm-hmm. they you can't. It's like that. It's kind of that. You get the same momentum you got with Shay, where you know they're going to get the crown, and right at the end, there's like bomb gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why a lot. Look, the Reddit universe is not super happy about this they they're like if the show if this rumor is true there's basically a bunch of rumors that they've all woven together to create this narrative okay and and there are certain key elements that a lot of people well, not a lot but a number of the leakers have all said the same points uh like a number from a number of different sources we know that ben leaves it, it either is eliminated or leaves on her own volition the competition Okay, they're from a number of sources. We know that uh, Morgan returns. Does that make sense? So people are using these little clues and how reliable these leakers are to piece together what they think happens on the show. I wonder if any of those uh, people who are leaking things are also part of the show. That way they can kind of throw off the Senate who's going to be at the top. Just because there are so many things that are out there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he yeah, probably doesn't want... Good. That's always been a theory, but it seems so. There is a leaker named Naive Smalls who has since deleted her account on Reddit, but she was the one that literally had 100% correct. She's the one that called Valentina last season. She named, she like was the one, she, every prediction she made came true. This season, she made a bunch of predictions and deleted her account for good. Um, her predictions, this is where I differ from Reddit. Uh, the people who deem whether she was correct or not don't feel that she was 100% correct. I think she's been 100% correct. The big controversy is she says Aja never wins a challenge, okay? And Aja was in the top two for a challenge. And on Reddit, they consider that a win. But I think you can make the argument that naive meant she doesn't win a lip sync. But doesn't she win the first lip sync? Aja did not send anybody home. Ben sent home. Uh, oh, you're Morgan. right. Ben won that lip sync. Yeah. Hmm. So, so they're saying, oh, well, Naive was wrong. So, uh, so Naive is one of the people that says Ben self eliminates. Now, again, girl, we can get so deep in this. <laughs> there are some people who think that Ben, that Naive eliminated her account because they heard that World of Wonder planted some fake tea with Naive to find out who she is. Uh huh. And that, that oh, ben, within her, within like if she's working for them. Yeah, so they planned some fake tea, and that the night that and that the Ben self eliminating is the fake tea to figure out who she was. Because like right after she spilled that, she deleted her account, and she even mm. deleted her comments. But people had saved them, so uh, so that people I don't know. So girl, it's it's anyone's guess is up in the air. But yeah, people were saying the same thing. But that's why like Valentina, I was like, this is not going to happen. I remember. We all knew Valentina was going to happen, but when it actually happened, I was like, oh, shit, it really happened. <laughs> yeah. It the, went down exactly like Naive said. Yeah, it was like slow motion for me because that's one of the ones that I heard about. I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, to go, you know, because I, 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 I do want to take advantage of your and mine shared culture, even though I sound like a white guy. I'm not. I Do I sound like a white I, guy? No. And, uh, but I, uh, have been sort of bothered by the show and its lack of understanding of the multifaceted, uh, aspects of the Latino culture. Cause I even read something that Valentina was so popular that 
World of Wonder is looking at other Latin queens, particularly Puerto Rican queens. I'm like, no, stop it. You don't get this, right? Puerto Rico has a different culture than Mexico, okay? And Puerto Rico has a different culture than Cuba. They're all different cultures, one, right? Yes, they're both, they're all Latinos, right? But they're all different. But also because Mexico is basically the Hollywood of Latin America, and they produce a lot of the culture and the content that goes out there, a lot of Latin Americans identify with the Mexican aesthetic. And that's what was so amazing about Valentina was the yeah, adores Mexican, but she's like me Mexican. She's not real Mexican, right? <laughs> and Bianca's like what half Panamanian or something like that, or like Ecuadorian or something weird, Guatemalan. I don't know what she her story is, right? And but like Valentina was the first Mexican American. And that the world of wonder doesn't realize that when Latin America is going crazy for Valentina, it's because they're going crazy for her Mexican aesthetic, which you've never seen on the show. We've never seen an aesthetic like that on the show. We've had Puerto Ricans every fucking season since season one because they have, you know, they're U.S. citizens. But we've never seen anything like this, you know, and they don't get that. They still see it as the same, that Cubans and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans are the same. And the fact that they're looking at more Puerto Ricans as opposed to any other. Oh, wait, are you? You're not Mexican, right? Or you are? No, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Somebody I was talking to is not. And, um, is ridiculous. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I'm taking over your show. Sorry, never mind. Go ahead. No, I agree with uh, I agree with what you're saying. And also, speaking of Valentina, I think that that would have been a great snatch game um, person to do because she had so many like moments. Like, why didn't anyone do Valentina for the snatch game? Like, hello, you could do the mask, you could do the like the uh, Aja saying, you can do like so many things on there. Hi, it's me. You know. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder maybe someone will do that in the future. That's a, I think Valentina at that moment was still too fresh, too raw. They filmed it last summer. Oh, and you're the right. Just you're right, ended. Right. So maybe they was just like too sick of Valentina. No, yeah, I do hope that they bring more like Mexican, American, like Chicano um, kind of uh, inspired queens because um, that's something that I was really drawn to when I saw Valentina was like all the looks that she was bringing, like the mariachi one. I was like. Oh, and then she brought up Guadalupe, like I, these things that I grew up with. I don't necessarily believe in anymore, but also it's like you, it's very nostalgic and beautiful in its own right, you know? Mm-hmm. But Valentina was like so 2016. So, like, yeah. <laughs> We're so, over her. Yeah. So we go into uh, the lip sync because we have a bottom of three with Trixie. We have Kennedy and we have, who was the third one? Oh, Chi Chi. Mm hmm. Why, I, one of my questions I want to ask you is because I was like, what was the point of having a double elimination this episode? They did it. They did it last season too. Um, that's when the Fifi got eliminated. I don't know. I I think again, once again, going to conspiracy theories, they know who it, they pick for the lip sync. You know, they they know what lip syncs are chosen, and there's no surprise to the producers. And so I think often those moments are chosen for that drama oh that makes more sense so if shangela would have chosen trixie they would have not done a double elimination they never promised one you know so if shangela would have chosen trixie they would have just been ben wins and chi chi goes home that makes so much more sense i never even thought about that i would just assume like oh they planned this out before oh these queens are gonna get 
twice eliminate it, you know, or eliminate twice. This no, I, I think I, that's one of the things I've always, you learned this in All Stars 2, the one of the brilliant things about this twist that they have is there's a false illusion of choice. You don't really have choice. I mean, Yeah, that's true. That's one thing I don't really like about the way they eliminate on, on All Stars. I just would love to have that give power given back to Rue, this whole facade of queens eliminating or this whole games that you try to cause between the queens. Like these people have to work with each other afterwards and some of them can't like just accept it. They all have, like the whole grudges and you know, like, and so I don't know. I just, I just find this whole elimination process um, dumb. I wish, I think the show would never do this. If they did one where you could just eliminate any of the queens, but that I mean the show wants as much control as possible. Yeah. So it looks that, like they want Trixie to win based on like the Reddit and what's going on here. That's kind of who they're kind of trying to crown this season. Yeah, I think they always wanted Trixie to win. I think Trick Wow World of Wonder has a lot of money invested in Trixie. I mean, World she basically is a hot commodity for World of Wonder. They want her to win. But I don't think they would have minded if if Shangela, I think I think they would have wanted like it is going to be very disturbing to me to see this drag race hall of fame with three white queens <laughs> in there. And, and, but that is, I don't, I don't know if you read that article in slate, but that is a problem in the community is the racism in the fan base of RuPaul's drag race. I did read that article. It was, I thought it was a well-written article. It was, it was, it was good. So you want to explain a little bit what that article was about for people who haven't read it? Well, the article was talking about, just a, it is something that anyone who follows RuPaul's Drag Race knows. But essentially, there is a double standard and a very white uh, racism going on with the young twinks who follow certain queens. So, for instance, a really good... Well, first of all, Trixie and Katya are a perfect example. Like, the Trixie and Katya stands will come after you if you insult them. But a lot of the... Particularly the black queens. Mexicans or Latinas seem to be somewhere in the middle, depending on, I guess, the degree of their darkness. You know? So... Or their boy like, hotness. Or their boy hotness. But particularly, like, like I said, like, look, the two most popular queens in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race are Latinas. You know? So, Adora and Bianca Del Rio. So, they seem to be skipping it. But either so, like, when Nina Bonina Brown gets called the N-word because she sent home Valentina... Or Kennedy, then they, they people drop the N-word on these queens, the black ones particularly, all the time. And the ferocity of these young little white twinks who are just straight up racist, which I think is so funny because RuPaul is black, but they're like, I guess they, they, they accept her. They forget. Yeah, they forget that. And so then they go after, like, that's why, like, I'm wondering if Shangela's getting that hate right now. Well, oh, but she didn't send she didn't send Trixie home. She sent home Chi-Chi. So um, I'm surprised that RuPaul, like, does RuPaul get any, you know how they were giving Valentina a lot of shit about her not telling anything to, the, to her fans about all that hate that they were giving? Does RuPaul get that from anyone? Like, hey, why isn't RuPaul speaking up for his girls and all these people who are watching his show? Why doesn't he say anything? Is there anything coming from his, his end? Yeah, he's commented on it in his podcast, but he also, I think, on the season seven finale, addressed it in a whole segment, I think, because Jasmine Masters got a lot of hate uh, on there. And, and you know who's actually really spoken out about it is Katya, and I think they addressed this in the article. But Katya is a gigantic Jasmine Masters fan, and, and Katya in the article, well, the, the article quotes Katya, but in the quote in the article, Katya calls the white fans out because 
these white queens will make apologies for Acid Betty, who was a total bitch on her season, yeah. but say that she needs another chance. But Jasmine Masters, who is fantastic television and an amazing drag queen, they're like, fuck that bitch, get out of here, horse face, <laughs> and N-word this. And and so it's just like these little white bitches, man, they're just, fuck, God, I can't stand little white Twinkie queens. It's, I just want to just... Fuck them, bend them over. <laughs> Well, bend them over. Yeah, I guess that's true. But <laughs> but they're so mean. They're mean. I they're mean. They are very mean. Well, not not to me personally, but I kind of just hear it from you know people on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I, but you know when I think our show is a little bit more objective now. But when we had a host on our show who you know had very strong opinions, particularly he did not like Ginger Minge, and there was no changing that. We just got the ginger fans who were just brutal. They were just, you know, that, I think, no, look, there are some negative iTunes reviews about me, but, but a lot of them aren't. But if you look, actually, I'll even take Daniel out of the equation. If you look at any of our negative iTunes reviews, they're all about, we don't like either myself or Daniel don't like this one particular queen and fuck us. And we're just so awful and, and you know, judgy and mean and angry. And I'm just like, oh God. Which is so funny because like I, I I try and call it as I see it, but like they if you say anything negative, one of our biggest fans actually he, he comes up all the time has in the past attacked us because we didn't say nothing but wonderful nice things about his favorite queens. How old are these people? Like I wish we could find out how old these people are because to me that doesn't make like I don't think a grown adult or anyone grown would act like that it doesn't make any sense to me like one i don't have the time or energy and two it's not that serious so i feel like a lot of these are the little 13 year olds that are going on there and just i don't know that doesn't make any sense to me i feel like yeah, I, don't know. I don't know how old there. is your how old is the um the fan that kind of attacked you for that one point he's definitely in his 20s oh wow oh yeah maybe even late 20s i'm guessing oh that's very surprising but he's he's a very supportive fan now and, and he we talk about it um and uh, he, you know, he's 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 mended his ways, but uh, he used to be like, oh no, girl, he would just take the earrings off and go. The claws would come out. <laughs> I hope and these. So, hope one day all these fans realize that it's a TV show. One, it's not all real. Three, just because you are critiquing someone doesn't mean you hate them. You know, it, I hope one day they can all grow up. You know. But that's but that's what Ben's Facebook. If you see Ben's Facebook video is essentially addressing that. She's addressing uh that very that very point you made that you know it's just a TV show. Come down. Yeah. So I think this is the end of the show where everyone gets eliminated and then she she gets home, right? Was there anything else on here? Well, it's so funny as you can tell and, and God bless Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi was so happy to go home. <laughs> You, you want to know something? You happy. I yeah, I felt like I, I, I wrote this down or I felt it was like whenever I saw her, one, it was a graceful, like it was the most grateful leave I had seen on the show. And two, I was so happy for her because I felt like she had been freed. Like she had been, yes. I was like, oh my God, she's free. And I felt so happy for her. I, I felt it, it from her, from the girls around her. Like we all knew it was her time and she was ready and we were ready. And it was like a happy moment for everybody. And I think she should be happy. I mean, she's smart enough to know that you don't have to win the show to win the show. Mm -hmm. And that she left at the right time and that she got, she. I mean, look, she got half the, she got four episodes in. She realizes she, no, she wasn't involved in any drama. She wasn't involved, like, she had a good run and she realized it's going to really help her quote and she's going to go up and, 
and she had a good time. I think she realized how hard it was, how stressful. And she's like, I'm done. I got my four episodes in and I'm ready to go. She was essentially begging Ben to send her home. Yeah, on more than one occasion, like from last episode and this episode. She's like, girl, just be fair. Like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think actually Roxy kind of wanted that too in All Stars too, but they didn't give it to her. So we had spoken you know. about um, Jasmine Masters, and we yeah. actually got a – I actually got, a, like, a segment for the show that sometimes we, like, bust out where it's called a master moment where you kind of rant about something for the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like taking a moment to, like, rant and have a master's moment? Oh, a Jasmine Masters moment about anything or about the show? Yeah, well, about the show. Or how about anything, whatever you want to do. No, it could be about the show. Okay. Uh, Jasmine, about this show. I'm thinking. I think – because you know, I'm, I know I'll I'll end the show and I'll be like, oh fuck, why did I rant? <laughs> you don't have to about... have a master's moment. It's okay. I might, but then I'll be mad if I had one. And I'm like, oh, why did I talk about this? <laughs> you know, um, this, the closest I'll get to this is someone wrote on Reddit today that there's a difference between this isn't really a rant, but this is a, a I think a very valuable point, which is. RuPaul's Drag Race, the television show, seems to be a reality competition show, but All Stars seems to be closer to Survivor, and it's really about more about strategy than straight-up competition. And I think that's a really good way of viewing this show. I don't want to talk about this. I guess that's a different, that's a different one. I want to go back <laughs> to something that we, I, I think that it was the top of the show, and I feel, I feel like uh, I got a little bit rushed here. I hate this milk so much. Like, she, even when I see her now, like, I hate her. And I didn't used to hate her. Like, like first of all, look, I've been, my last boyfriend was white. But she's, like, such a white man, the kind of white man I don't like. Like, you would see like, her I mean, the purge, like, actually trying to purge everyone? Yeah, and I, and I really feel that Milk is straight. I never thought that before. Before the show, I never thought this, but I sort of feel like Milk is straight up racist. Like, white supremacist. Like, she's all over this Twitter, like, supporting Adam Rippon, you know, like, and pushing. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's this weird thing in the gay community where if you're, like, good-looking and white and young and thin, everything is owed to you. And they and she just embodies that. And her behavior on the show embodied that. And it was awful. And it was just, like... Because Celine Dion's fucking wedding planner told her it was a good, and she and she <laughs> believed it. She believed like, or that, or that, or that like I wasn't like she really thought she should have won, and that's fucking straight up white people. White people expect to be praised for their mediocrity. How that's do you not a feel, line for me. That's a line for my cousin. What? How do you feel about her comment where she said that her watching back the show, like she saw what she was doing, like how she came across and she was going to grow from it. Like did did that, did you believe any of that, what she had said? No, I think she's smart enough to realize, (laughs) I think Milk is a smart person. And so she's smart enough to say the right thing. You know, it's like, it's like this James Franco and Aziz Ansari on this Me Too shit are like, I don't agree with this, but you know, I think these people should be heard. Like, no bullshit. Either you deny it flat out and you think these people are full of shit or you're super embarrassed and you realize you're lying. It's one of the two. It's not like, I don't agree. I think I should be here. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> That's so not true. And I think the same thing here. I think Milk is savvy enough to be like, I see how I behaved, you know? Mm-hmm. And But then what are you doing about it? 
What what is she doing about it? I don't follow it, her, it, so I don't know. I don't follow her either because she's I don't know. There's something gross about her now. I, I didn't I'm telling you, I was a person who believed milk on season six got a raw deal and that we didn't see enough of her and that she was very influential. Then this season happens, and then now you're seeing Adore Delano had said on an interview on Feast of Fun that actually milk had come for her and was really nasty and dirty and gross and messy on season six and but they didn't show any of it and i'm like who is this fucking bitch fuck her <laughs> i'm taking her white plume and I'm, I'm actually glad she was humiliated i really am it should be her and this fergie should never be seen uh again what is this thing about fergie i keep hearing her like on social i, I heard part of her singing you know, it was horrible but what is this thing about fergie going on did you hear it or see it? I saw like 30 seconds of it. Like you it know, was like I she was, was like singing, you. but I was like, yes. go ahead. I just, it had something to do. Like I heard something about like some, I heard the word name Trump mentioned and then her singing was bad. And I was like, what? I don't know what's going on. I was like, you, I watched the first 20 seconds and I was like, this is either going to fuck up. I don't, I just didn't want to see it. Then my friend called me and said, have you seen the Fergie thing? And he said, oh, I, I actually think it's good. So like, you know what? Then it's, it's controversial. I'll watch it. She is such a hot mess. This Fergie. <laughs> In this video, it's so bad. She's trying to do like an Ella Fitzgerald thing, but she's like trying to be sexy, but for the Star Spangled Banner, and she's trying to be like sexy. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's so, so it's, I, I don't think it's offensive or awful. It's just weird. So it's just bad vocal, and people are just kind of making fun of it. Is that what it is? No, the vocal isn't super. I mean, the vocal could be stronger. She she thinks again, like this milk. <laughs> She hits like, I don't know what baseball terms are, but she makes like a really basic move or just does fine. She acts like she is, she's so stoked on herself. Oh my gosh. She's so stoked on herself when you, when you watch it and you're like, it's not that good. <laughs> and I think she's being shut down for it. Like, look, I don't know. But anyway, I'm sick of white privilege and I think Milk and Bonnie and I'm glad the show took it down. Yeah, I can agree with you. His, his actions were pretty disgusting and what everything he said on the show like i was really happy when he was gone like i think we mentioned it earlier because that was just toxic and i do not like him i've never met him in person i don't would not ever want to because of what you said it's just like white privilege at it's like the most disgusting yeah what's funny is every time i bring that around white people they hate here like they just change the subject when you bring up white privilege i, I can see why would you want to talk? It's like whenever like you bring up like slavery or racism, like uh, uh, I'm always bring it up. yeah, it's always like no, it doesn't exist. It's not real. What? Yeah, I think look, and I've told white people this. It's I'm not asking you to personally fix it. I'm just asking you to acknowledge it exists. Yeah, or if I have something to say, don't automatically dismiss it and be like you're crazy, which is the same as acknowledging. But yeah, I no, think I know what you mean. Like that's one of the biggest problems. I feel like. Whenever I say things, sometimes people just don't believe it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, I think it's because, you know, I actually put, someone had written on Reddit, like, uh, something along the lines of uh, a quote, and I reposted it on my Facebook page because it's true. Like, like anything can happen when you sound Caucasian, you know? <laughs> but that's why I, I, that's why I know white privilege exists because when I call places on the phone, oh, bitch, shit happens. If I'm calling my credit card company or a power company or I'm mad about something, I'm like, yeah, can I speak to the manager, please? Like, dude, <laughs> shit fucking happens, right? But then they see me. If I'm going, if I, if I like, 
oh, this fucking beaner? No. Fuck right in a letter. I'm going to start calling Joe Batanz to start making all my complaints to all the corporations for me. Yeah, no, you should. Because, like, for instance, I recently had to go to my lawyer's office to pick up a paper. Ooh, a lawyer. You're so Caucasian. I know. <laughs> it was my immigration papers. But when <laughs> I had to go pick up some papers, and they couldn't find them. And the guy, the other lawyer who didn't know me, was like, oh, well, tell the client when you deliver it. When you, when, when you go back to the, for the delivery, tell them, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm the client. I'm the client. Like he is, you know, I belong to this really kind of like swanky club. I'm not going to get into that, right? But I belong to this swanky club. If anyone doesn't know, uh, Joe Batanz lives in LA. Yeah. The point I'm making though, is not to tell you to join a swanky club, but that I belong to the swanky club. And when I go to wait for my car to come from the valet, people hand me their fucking keys. What? Oh, I would toss those in the road. Yeah. What do you like, do? And I was like, bitch, do you think I work here? <laughs> like... And by the way, the valets aren't even dressed like me. Like the valets wear like little valet clothes and I'm wearing like a suit. <laughs> like, who do you see that's that's dressed like this? Like, I'm not dressed. So it's obviously they see the skin and they just hand you the, I mean, so look. You should start I, asking I them see... for money and then just giving them, the, like take the money and then give them their keys back or give the keys to the valet. I don't know. I've never done anything mean, but I've always thought about it. I always, I always think I'm going to get in trouble. But that's the point is I experience both. I experience the privilege and I experience the detrimental side of it. So what's a swanky club for? Like, what is that? Oh, God. I, I shouldn't have said swanky. It's the opposite of it. It's a private club for magicians. Magicians? Is, yeah. Why are you at a magician's club? God, I can't say. It's a secret. Ooh, was that like a new thing you're going to come do in L.A.? Not new. I've been a member for almost 20 years. Are you a magician? I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> It's a secret club. It's like now you see me, now you don't. Part three. Yeah. So That's how's your life been? Go- how's your life been going besides like your ballet part time job? <laughs> My life's going pretty good. You know how it is. How's, yeah. how's the boys? How's the love life in LA? Last time we spoke, no. you were <laughs> single, looking for love because you had lost some weight. How's that going? Well, I haven't. I haven't really been looking for love. Hold on. I had to clear my throat. I didn't want to gross you out. Oh, okay. I haven't really been looking for love. I, it'll happen when it happens. Um, I'm I'm fine with the way things are right now. Okay. I'm fine with the way things are. I'm not I'm not looking for anything. I'm not looking for anything, Eric. Well, look, I'm saving myself for you. That's what, that's Aww, what the point is. you're so sweet. Take take a number. Ah. I know. Seriously, <laughs> I know. Like every queen in fucking Austin right now. I'm just joking. There's like literally no tickets. Uh, do you so, think? Do you think? Because I know this. The I know Anthony. I don't. I don't know if he still listens to our other show. Yeah, I do. My other. Uh, but uh, does Anthony still listen? Do you think? Because you and I have spoken now like two or three times. Does Anthony though? I've never gotten a chance to speak to him. Do you want to talk to him? We're, I thought he couldn't come today. Well, no, not today. I'm saying like, do you want to come back? Because we still have like all of All Stars and all of season ten. Like, do you want to come back and chat with us about an episode? We'll see. This was a weird off night. That was like, okay, I could do it. But yeah, hit me, hit me up. Maybe we, we can do it. Okay, well, we record on Mondays, usually around the same time as today, where like at 6 your time. If you ever have like a Monday off, or if we mm-hmm. don't record on a Monday, I'll hit you up and you can come and you can chat with him. Well, the rumor mill, that's one of our Patreon shows, and it has to end at 5.30. Like, we, we, we get booted off. Uh, we mm-hmm. do it a live stream of it. We get it booted off at 5.30. 
but uh yeah i'm around um yeah i'll let you know but i listened you know i listened to the show with bobby and uh how did the rest of your trip go oh uh, when i was uh, in la how was your podcast festival? Oh my god, that was amazing! Did we not talk about it, or did we go? We we I met up before. before. You went. Oh yeah, it was fucking amazing. I had a blast. I was around a bunch of like brown folks. We were like spreading the word for podcasting, and I was recording, taking photographs, and it was so it was so fun. I had a date up in L.A. Um, like the day before, I think I did. Were you and, able to walk the next day? And we did not have sex. No, we did not have sex. Uh, but yeah, I could walk the next day. And yeah, it was really fun. I don't like LA. Like, I don't know if I, it's because of the experience I had or just because mm -hmm. it was so dirty. Like, I don't know if I fully experienced LA, but my first impression of LA was like, I don't like it. You know, it's really dirty. What parts of LA? Well, you were in Anaheim, which I think that could be very dirty. We were in downtown. Uh, yeah. Downtown uh, parts of it can be very dirty. Especially you were like in like by the, uh, the Alvera Street, right? It's kind of a weird area too. I don't remember. I know I went to a park and then I went to, I was in downtown and then mm -hmm. I was driving all, all over around town as well. And just in, like all the, even the freeways, the freeways, freeways or the highways were all dirty as well. I was like, oh, this city's so disgusting. Mm -hmm. well, look, but I had, I had fun when I was there with the people I was with um, and no one was particularly mean to me. They're either like random people. Oh yes, they were. People, when I got into California, people were really mean to me. I think I told you this. Remember? I think I think you. Were, I think you. I, I don't know. I think you had a bad. I, I, California people are usually pretty nice. Maybe mm -hmm. they just don't like you. I think so. I think maybe they thought I was a terrorist or something. Mm -hmm, maybe. So I. So how's this uh, diet going for you? And you said you have no love life. You mm -hmm. are. How's the job going? I think is you had the, mentioned. Is this on the show or what? What are we doing here? What yes, I'm giving you your time. We're getting to talk, get to know each other. Then you know we I'm did the done show now. already. <laughs> Uh, everything's fine. I wish no, I but seriously, on a, on a, on a, on a, like a real talk, like how's the whole thing that your job opportunity that you're doing? Remember, you're doing like a nonprofit kind of thing. How's that going? Yeah, well, that's why I had to see the lawyer that one day. It's good, it's just you know. Oh, okay, cool. Helping the pobrecitos is always a full time job, you know, when you have to help them. But they're good kids, you know. That's the thing. I'll tell you this. I'm making like zero money right now because the nonprofit is new and, you know, we have to get all before I can even really ask for money from people. Like I have to get all my fucking IRS shit in the row and it's just, I'm essentially working for free right now. Mm -hmm. That's not good, but it'll, it'll get there. I'm not worried, but, but I will say what makes it worth it is as much as I'm bitching about my own life, like what these kids go through just to get to class is humbling and inspiring. You know, there's one girl who, ironically, Katya, <laughs> and um, she, I would never know this. Someone told me, but like she goes to class and she's always there and she's always in time and she never misses a class and she's always attentive and very respectful, but not yesterday and not two months ago, but fairly recently, she was walking down the street with her family and a car hit her and she broke her legs. Oh, man. And the, so they called the ambulance and the cops, and the cops realized her father was undocumented. And so they deported him right there. So not only did she get her leg broken, but her father was deported. And still, she shows up to class, and she gets her shit done, and you would never know. You know? Do you want to give us, like... Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, I have nothing to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, do you want to, like, let us know what this uh, nonprofit's name is? Can people do anything to help you out? Do you have an email yeah, address? Yeah, wait? Yeah, every, and everyone's so nice and wanting to do that. But um, why don't I wait till all my like legal shit is like 
like we're almost there, right? Mm-hmm. We're like now just waiting for the IRS to say like, yes, you can write, you can take donations and people can write off on their taxes and stuff like that. And so when we get that, I'll love to come back on your show and talk about that. And Yeah, let's do it. In the meantime, yeah. though, how about you can um, give us again? I, we've we've done this on the Stir on the Road, but give us like your URLs and socials on um, right now for your drag race or anything else you want to. Yeah, so I have two other podcasts. I have a a personal journal podcast to do with my friend called Mike Lawson. Name uh, the, the show's not called Mike Lawson. My, my friend's name is Mike Lawson, but it's called Catching Up. Uh, you can find that at catchinguppodcast.com. And I have a Rup. Uh, it's, I'm not just a random person who has intense thoughts about RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I I have a RuPaul's Drag Race recap show called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're really one of these weird people who listens to podcasts online, you can get it at dragracerecap.com, where you can also hear me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM Radio, Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105, one-on-one with Larry and you guys are actually putting out the episodes right after um, Drag Race, Girl, right? It is like a fucking dude. That is intense. Yeah, we're doing something very special this season in that, like, I watched. Did you hear my voice crack like a 13 year old? <laughs> I watch the show. As I'm watching the show on the East Coast feed, I'm furiously writing a script and pulling anything I need to pull. And um, then within 10 minutes of the show ending, uh, we, uh, my partner taylor the latte boy and i are recording the episode uh immediately after the show ends and then immediately afterwards i edit it and it's usually up it hasn't been up later than 11 30 pacific so by the time you wake up uh it's there why are uh, y'all doing that like right after it has to do mostly because it's on thursdays mm-hmm. so what happens is taylor doesn't want to give up his weekends for the show mm-hmm. you know and he records his own show on sundays and then I, I just sort of think and i know you do this differently and that's fine if there is a uh um i think a shelf life with the show mm-hmm. so and also like i think most of the other shows are doing what you're doing they're either taping on sunday or monday and then releasing, and they're doing fine, by the way. You know, they're, they're everyone is doing fine. But you know, this is just something we can just sort of do to stand ourselves out. Also, you know, to be honest with you, I do so much with Drag Race that it's a way to not get burned out. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, last year when it was on Fridays, it was like half my week was RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So, um, it still is, but at least it's a little bit more spaced out. So, it's done on Thursdays. I do Larry's show on Fridays. And then I have a couple of Patreon shows I need to do, but those are easy. So the other part, the other show is very labor intensive. So if I can just make it work really, really, really hard for a few hours Thursday nights, fine. And I'll be honest with you, people seem to really, I mean, are you listening? I'm very curious when people listen. Like, when do you listen to the show? Me personally, if I wasn't doing a recap show, I would really appreciate you doing it directly after the show. Because when I watch something and I know there is going to be a podcast about it, or um, I like to go directly to the podcast and start listening about what people have to say. Um, but since I do the recap, I don't listen to any podcast till after I do the recap so that my thoughts aren't affected by anyone else's thoughts. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the reason. What's so funny is I'm the opposite. The reason I don't listen to – I listen to yours, but right, I don't listen to like – I don't know. Do you listen to other rec- recap podcasts? Like, Do you listen to like this All Right Mary or uh, – The only one I listen to is you guys and um, 
the wrap up one, which is the one I think I mentioned to you um, before. What's it called? Yeah, Drag Race uh, wrap up. Reality show wrap ups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the one that has a pink logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Robin has a podcast. Is the name of the network. But um, there's this show called All Right, Mary. It's very popular. And there's one called uh, Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. And uh, I don't listen to those shows, but not because I'm a dick, but just because by the time I'm done with all my other shows, the last thing I want to fucking listen to is a drag race podcast. And not to kiss your ass, the reason I like your podcast is it's a different voice. Like, actually, believe it or not, it was almost like wonderful listening to you and anthony talk to fabi because it's like oh we don't you, first this is, if you guys aren't latino who are listening to this and i'm sorry you can log off <laughs> but you you were talking look at my voice <clears throat> it's come from too much talking about rupaul's drag race but you know uh, in anything in the world anything you don't hear chicano voices enough and even though we were talking about how our voices sound different and our accents sound different, I think it may have come off that I was being pejorative when I said, I can tell you don't sound white. That's actually what I like about your voice. Does that make sense? It's yes. unique. It's different. And it's why I don't listen to, no, no, look, I don't listen to All Right Mary and Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour just because I'm just sick of hearing about Drag Race. <laughs> but it's, they're all white. Yeah, and you also know, I, I imagine after you already like had to record your own, you were with Larry, and then you have to do listen to two other podcasts. After a while, like you get tired of someone saying, "Oh yeah, um, Kennedy's look did look arts and craft," because there's only so many things that people can say. Like that was we mm -hmm. all have similar thoughts, and then every once in a while you'll have someone that can bring a different light to a subject. But after I imagine after a while, you're just like, "I already heard this like multiple times. I don't want to hear it again," you know. But that's what was great about listening to you, the three of you, talk last week, is it was refreshing to hear people of color with different sounding voices and accents and perspectives talk about something. And it was refreshing. It's why I forwarded it to my cousin. Not because you guys had great uh, points about RuPaul's Drag Race. You guys did, but I mean, it's not points I haven't heard before. <laughs> You know, yeah, but but more that the voices were refreshing, and I think that's what's refreshing to listen to about with your show is it's not white people or people who sound white like I do talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a different perspective, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Favi did bring a little bit of like um, like Chicano studies to it last week. I can't remember why, but I feel that that sort of came up, and that's why when the show started, you were like, I don't know, it seemed like you were a little stiff in the beginning, like you were like. Okay, uh, milk walked into the world. I'm like, oh, we're, oh, we're doing this now. Okay. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I, well, one, I usually go into the show automatically. Uh, but two is, I really like talk. Like, I really like listening to your podcast. So whenever I was, you said you were gonna like come on, I was really excited because I know that you can get deep into it. And I was really excited to talk to you about Drag Race because not because it. I was trying to be serious, just because I like to get into it with you because the last, based off our last conversation when we did the stir on the road, I was like, you had some really great things to say uh, about Drag Race and Valentina. I was like, oh, I like talking to, to um, Joe about Drag Race because he's like really has insightful and smart about it. So I was like, let's get into it. I know, this show's turning into... You're perfect, some you're beautiful, <laughs> you look like Linda Evangelista, you're a model, everything about you is perfect. So, uh... And that's a great place to end this show. Uh, do you, are you ready to go ahead and call it quits? Let's call it quits.
yeah thank you so much again joe you really saved like uh my nights and i was gonna do something else uh yeah what, you, what were you gonna do if you couldn't get someone to replace anthony so i have i don't know if you if you've ever seen my youtube channel but i have this um youtube channel where i call this girl it's called erica the bish and it's basically me and i edit the video um basically two people and, and i kind of play off of myself and i was gonna do the same thing with this one if i couldn't get someone it, was, it wasn't look like anyone was gonna come on so i was like well then i'll just do like erica the bish i'll 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 argue to myself have you ever seen that video with um what's his face the um the guy that get the gay guy that just died um juan gabriel mm -hmm. have you no, seen, I seen this video there's a youtube video where he um interviews himself and I was like, ooh, let me do like a Juan Gabriel take on this. I will interview myself, but I'll, I'll bring like Erica the Bish and I'll be like a real bitchy like Latina and then I'll be me and I'll try to just be like real like calm. You want it crazy, but you got it now. <laughs> That's exactly what it would have been. It would have been fucking crazy. Maybe I'll do it anyways. It'd be like an extra little mini episode. But thank you so much, Joe, for coming on. I really love talking to you about it. I can't wait till you come back on again. Just shoot me a message when you're ready, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, have a good day. Thank you. All right, bye. Goodbye.